What's up, Brave Hearts community? This is Sean Heineman here with another segment of A Scary to Remarry, wanting you to love fearlessly. Today, we have a special guest, and I'm excited about today's guest. He is truly an inspiration. He is an author, a motivational speaker, mentor, a husband, father. The uh, first time I heard this young man, he was on Brunch with Besties podcast. Shout out to Sherry Renee, uh, Sherry Renee and Chanel. Shout out to those queens. Uh, he was also interviewed on the 700 Club about his life and uh, his book, The Devil Thought He Had Me. Bravehearts community, let's show some love to author Wendell White. How you doing, sir? Man, man, appreciate it, bro. Glory to God, man. I'm great, man. How about you? Man, I'm awesome. I finally got a chance to connect with you. Man, awesome, awesome, man. We're going to give all the glory to God, man, and we're going to let God do what he do. <laughs> hey, I know that's right, man, because you are truly an inspiration. When I listen to your interviews, I get excited. I'm like, oh, <laughs> God ain't through with me yet either. <laughs> Yeah, that's true, man. And we we gotta we gotta always keep that. Even in our down moments, our not so good moments, we gotta understand everything is everything has purpose attached to it. And as long as we keep that, and you know, it's easier said than done. You know, even even me, you know, sometimes I get to a place and it just be like, "Well, man, God, like, where you at?" You know, but I know everything. You know, everything has purpose attached to it. So, um, man, even the not so good things, man, we gotta find the positive in it. And man, just and, and just keep and just keep fighting and keep moving. That's it. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, because I'll be 45 next month. And one thing I learned about God is uh what they say, if you want to make God laugh, tell him your plans. <laughs> That's true, man. That's true. That's all the way true. Yeah, man, for sure. Well, let's jump into this episode because I want to be respectful of your time. Uh, what was life like for Wendell growing up? Oh, life for Wendell growing up, it was um, very unstable. I would say un- unstable. It was, it was, it was, it was really the land of the unknown because you never knew what was going, what was going to happen from one. I ain't gonna say from one day to the next, from one minute to the to the next minute. You really never knew what was going to go on. You know, um, I was raised in a, by a single mom. My mom had nine children. Um, no, no positive male role models in the house. And um, it was just, uh, uh, just poverty, and you know, my mom she she sold drugs and she sold drugs for my uncle, and so it was a lot of things that we were involved in as children that we shouldn't have been involved in. But it was the way of it was the way of this is how my mom was supporting us, you know. So um, she used, you know, my my my, um, my uncle would help her out by you know allowing her to do things for him because he was a big time drug dealer in Chicago. So, um, man, we, we, we found ourselves in some not so good situations, you know? So with that being said, it was just from one, from one second to the next, man, we never knew me and my siblings, man, we never knew like what life was going to bring us, you know? And, and especially when I became a teenager and, um, joined a gang, oh man, it was really from one second to the next second, you really never knew what life was going to bring you. If somebody was going to come out of the gangway shooting and kill you or, you know, if the police was going to kick in the door and raid the house. It was so, it was, it was, it was so unstable, man. It was, it was just no stability in it at all. And you just had a whole bunch of children 
man, raising themselves because, you know, my um, my mom wasn't on drugs, but, you know, all of my aunties and uncles, man, they were strung out on crack cocaine or they were strung out on heroin. So my grandmother, she really tried to be the glue to keep all the grandkids together. But, you know, um, man, grandma did as much as she can do or she could do. But in reality is, man, gra- grandma, she can't do it by herself. So, man, we we resorted to the streets. And, man, from so if you didn't know anything about the streets, man, you 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 don't count the days. You count the seconds. Like, man, because, man, the next five seconds is critical. Yeah. You know, walking to the corner store, corner, coming back, man, it, it, when we left with five, we might come back with three. Mm. So that from 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 that that perspective like that man it was it was really tough it was, it was tough it was just no stability in it at all mm. yeah because i've heard um about you know your story and you've just been through so much man <laughs> and when they say you don't look like what you've been through uh you're a perfect example of that i'm like man it seemed as if your story is it should be on HBO Max or something like the movie theater, man. Speaking, speaking, speaking. <laughs> For real, because you know, I heard about the story with your uncle and and um, you know, you being in the hospital, and I think you were shot or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was actually I was shot twice. Um, I, in in a shootout one night with with with, with a rival gang, and man, they shot me twice. Um, I still got one of the bullets in my leg. I was in the the bullet that's that hit my arm. It um it it destroyed my right arm, so I had to have reconstruction surgery. I was in the cast for eighteen months, and then the the bullet that's in my leg it it came so close to the artery that um they they couldn't take it out, you know, because they didn't want to hit the artery. But one thing about it, the doctor told my mom when she picked me up from the hospital the next day that she he said we don't understand how the bullet did that to your arm, and it just stopped right there by your artery. You know, and that's just that's just God. Like you know, a lot of things that we go through, bro. You know, we don't understand. Mm-hmm. And God was telling me this last night when I was praying. He said, "Lean not on on, on your understanding, but lean on mine." You know, we don't understand the things that we go through. And some people may say, "Well, it's not fair that I have to go through this." And I, well, if you don't ever go through something, how do we? How's you gonna ever get out of something? You know, so my life not might, might not be your life. Your life might not be my life. But guess what? We need one another. Because there's some things that you could teach me, you know, that I might not never been through and you could prevent me from going down that road. So that's what, and so with my life story, like at the times of the things when I was going through these things, they didn't feel good. But now that I know who Christ is and I know who my Lord and Savior is, I understand that it was all meant. It all had purpose attached to everything that I'm going through. And guess what? I'm still going to go through some more stuff. It's just that now I got Jesus with me. So it's going to make it a little bit easier. Amen to that. I know that's right. It does make life better, man, because uh, he'll never leave you nor forsake you. Because sometimes I had to remind myself that because sometimes, man, uh, this this life is cold. You know, it's, it's real out here. Absolutely. Um, and sometimes, man, you have to remind yourself, you know, who you are in him. Absolutely. And that helps yeah. give you confidence to get, you know, through that time, you know. Absolutely. Man, that, that, he he's our strength, man. Like, right. One thing I've been reminding myself for the last couple of days is, you know, God, he told us to armor up with the whole armor of God every morning. He tell us to do this every day, do it on a daily basis. But God didn't tell us to fight. He told us to stand. Mm-hmm. He said he'll fight our battles. He didn't tell us to fight. He never once told us 
nowhere in the Bible that we are to fight our battles. And a lot of us, we try to fight our own battles. That's why he said, hold your peace and I'll fight your battle. So you give the peace, you, when you give your peace away, you trying to fight your own battle. That's why you don't got no peace because you trying to fight it. Instead of just saying, you know what? I'm just going to go pray about it. And I'm going to see what God says about it. And that's how we fight. You know, we fight through prayer and fasting and tithing and, and, and our giving. You know, that's how we fight. But God going God gonna to get rid of those people that don't mean you no good. God going to, he's going to get, he's going to give the financial increase. You know, he's going to straighten out the marriage. He's going to straighten out the children. But only thing God want to do is say, man, do you really believe that I can do this? Do you really believe that I can, I can, I can help you? You know, because one thing I love about God, man, God not going to force you to do nothing. But he's the greatest convincer of all time. He he's the greatest convincer of all times, you know. But he's not gonna force us to do anything, and that's why you got to get that relationship with him and read your word and pray with him, and not just ask him for stuff when you praying. But you know, you got to pray, and and, and you got to sometimes you just got to sit and just listen and listen for God to tell you, man. No, I, no, son, I want you to go right today. Don't go left this time. I want you to go right. Take that right turn. Cause man, it's some down that left turn. That's it, it, I don't want you to, you know. And we got to, we just got to understand, that, especially as Christians, man. And I think, you know, with with the way society is right now, and the way the church is right now, you know, the church never can make Jesus or God look bad. They make themselves look bad. We make ourselves look bad. You know what I'm saying? And and and, it, and it's drawing so many people away from Christ because the the, the outside world is saying, man, well. If, if 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 you act like this as a Christian, why should I have to change? Stop doing what I'm doing. You feel what I'm yeah. saying? So yeah. man, I just try to I just try to live that one day at a time. I just try to be better than I was yesterday. Today, I don't try to be perfect. I just try to be better than I. I just try to be better today than I was yesterday. Mm, I know that's right, man. <laughs> yeah, because there's so much stuff that I want to say. <laughs> <laughs> that I want to discuss. In man, this. let's let's talk, man. Talk. All right, all right. Well, let's let's, let's do, do it. Then. Talk, talk. Let's, let's do it. Let's do it then. Okay, uh, talk to me about your book. The devil thought he had me, and what inspired you to write this book? Because I'm an author myself. I've written four books, um, and a lot of times, you know, you get inspired going through certain things in life. Now, was this book while you were going? through what you were going through or did you did you write like how long did it take you to write the book first of all well absolutely um what what happened was after after the incident i don't want to get an entire book away yeah yeah for Um, sure so i i was in the i was in a in a situation um in 1999 i was in a situation where um some guys had kidnapped me you know and um i'm gonna tell this part but you know had kidnapped me for drugs and money and um and left me for dead, you know, for drugs and money. So when I was when I was in the hospital, when I laid in the hospital bed for those, I believe it was between six and eight weeks, I was in the hospital just healing up. You know, I had actually told myself, like, man, I want I want to write a book. I want to write a book about this incident. But see, one thing about it is God had put the he had put he had downloaded that image. But it was still so much that had to go with the book that he he said, "No, nah, son, I I want you to write the book. I'm giving you I'm giving you the idea to write the book. But it's some still some storms and things that you have to go through to put all this stuff together. Because with this book is gonna come another book and then another book and then another book. So I'm not done with you yet. I still gotta allow you to go through some stuff that you may not understand, but you're gonna understand once you write this first book. So. 
I, I was 19 years old when that incident happened. I didn't start writing a book until I was 37. Mm. You know, because um, although I wanted to write the book, I never, I, I, I've never been around the author. I, don't, I, didn't, I didn't even know how to begin to write a book. I didn't know how to, I didn't know where to start. I didn't know how that looked. I didn't like to read at the time at all. I didn't like to do none of that. So in 2000, what happened is in 2011, I ended up moving to Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And uh, when I moved to Milwaukee, Wisconsin, man, I met my beautiful wife, right? And she was my girlfriend at the time. She introduced me to um, this church called Unity Gospel House of Prayer in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, Pastor Marlon Locke with his wife, Kimberly Locke. And just so happened when I joined the church, why did First Lady Kimberly Locke was coming out with her first book? She was coming out with her first book. So see, God don't work by coincidences. We work on coincidences. God don't work by coincidences. So he began to put this thing together. So when I found, when I see like she wrote her book, I'm like, oh, it inspired me. Like, oh man, I gotta write my book. I gotta write my book. But still, I still had some growing to go through. I still had some things that I had to, I, I, now I began to put myself around mentors and things like that. Now I began to read. I began to read and read different books and do this. So now God is just structuring me up. So now when it's time for me to start writing my book, I can just write it and I'm good, you know? So man, when I wrote it, man, I was so excited, man. So it took me three years to write it. Um, I started beginning to write it like when I was like 34. I finished it when I I, I finished the book. No, I, I wasn't 34 because I finished it last year. So I was like 37, 38 when I started the book. Finished the book last year, man. It's a two-series book. The Devil Thought He Had Me, Volume 1 and 2. And the book is really just based on my life growing up from when I'm like 10 years old to till I got put in the trunk of the car. That's why I stopped the first book at the um the um, part two at. And um, it's just and it's just showing you the grace of God. All that book is about is the grace of God. Like it's going, it, it's a it's a very um, I'm gonna say violent because there's so much violence that I encountered and endured. Like from from 10 years old to 19 years old, it's 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 just it's my life though. What I've mm -hmm. seen through my eyes. But I explain to the readers at the end of the book, it really just shows you what the grace of God looks like. Like we always say that and we say it so so freely. Oh, by the grace of God. Do you really understand the grace of God? Mm. Like, because it's only by the grace of God that I'm still alive, man. It's only by the grace of God that I'm here to share my story. Because if it wasn't for God on my side, I know I supposed to have been dead or in the penitentiary for the rest of my life, you know. And I know it was only by the grace of God that I was still alive. So I always encourage my readers that when they read the book, don't get caught up on the money and things of that nature. I want you to think about how many times God spared my life in these books from a child all the way to adolescent, my adolescent years, you know, and I, like I said, I stopped it when I was, I was 18, but I think I was eight. Yeah, I was 18 when I got put in the trunk. So from, from 10 years old, to 18 that's eight years that i'm writing about and in, in, in those little short eight years i had so many encounters with death that the average person didn't live through that i know people that didn't live through you know but for some reason god spared my life and 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 it was only because of his grace is sufficient not because of nothing that i did because i didn't deserve to live but he thought 
it was it was important for me to live. So, man, that's 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 what inspired me to write the book. Just wanted to help somebody not go through the things that I've been through and just try to help as many people as I can by just being a voice and saying, man, you don't have to go that way. You, it's another way, man. It's the fork in the road. Either you can choose to go left or you can choose to go right. But it's all ultimately it comes your decision. Mm. What 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 road you want to take? Yeah, you're right, man. Because there's um, somebody who might have been through a similar experience as you had, but they didn't make it. Absolutely, and I know yeah. some cats that done got put in the trunk of a car. I know some cats that 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 done got shot. Before you know, I know some kids that that been stabbed before. You know these all the things that done happened to me and didn't make it. You know, so for God to allow me to make it through all of this, man, God got some plans for me. You Amen. know, and I just can't wait. I just can't wait to see what He got. For me, you know? <laughs> hey, I'm I'm excited to uh, see your journey, man. Because I, I now that I'm connected to you, I'm like, He's one to watch. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like. uh I just want to be uh, a part of that journey and even anything that I can do to help because brothers like you are needed, uh, especially for today's culture with our young men, because um, yeah, and I don't, yeah. I don't want to get ahead of myself. I want to talk to you about mentoring and stuff as well. Yep. Um, you know what? Let's let's jump into that now, because uh, I know you do a lot of mentoring. I see you speaking yep. because it seems like with today's culture I, and I know we I'm probably a couple of years older than you, but we had, and I know I've had mentors um, and even some OGs in the hood, right? Had some of them in the hood who, yeah, who was was kicking some real stuff, right? But I think today, man, kids today, I don't know. They, I I guess they just Googled everything. I don't know. But um, what does real manhood in, in your opinion, what does that look like today? And and, and you know what the, the, and that's a that's a great great question. And I, I was at school um, like two days ago. And my my professor, one of my professors, we had this dialogue before class started about this. And I was and I was they was she was just asking you know what make you smile with the world? What what are you happy with? And I just said you know it's the lack of manhood. You know it's the lack of it. You know what I mean? And she was like, can you can you elaborate that? I said, well, you know, growing up. I was able to, just like you said, even though I joined a gang when I was 12 years old, right? It was certain things that even in the gang at 12 years old, 12 years of age, they still made me go to school. They mm-hmm. still preached to us about the the, the 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 importance of education. You know, it's it's the it's this thing in, in our creed that say, you know, 360 degree per knowledge. That means that means they they was they, they, like people gotta miss understanding about the gang a gang is not was not put together to kill one another a gang is really put together to 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 better a community it's just the greed of the money and the things that the outside entities done put into the world to make us look at and say wow i want this i can have this so they they put the drugs in the community and things of that nature because they make they 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 show you this um they show you this make believe life on TV and say you can have that, but then they don't put the resources in your community to, so you can achieve that, you know. But the what the thing that they do put in the community it tears the community down. But it's the greed that we're chasing that we take our mind off the 
three with 360 degrees for knowledge. I can do all things. You know, we take our mind off of going to school to be lawyers and doctors and things of that nature because we saying if I can't be on the block, I ain't gonna make no money. You know, and it goes from now it goes from helping the community to tearing down the community. So I think we we what manhood is is just um, we're stronger together. Me being a brother to help you. You being a brother to go help somebody else. You being a, you, you know, we just fire starters. That's what real manhood is. It's not about me being jealous of your podcast or you being jealous of what I'm doing. It's about how can we help one another? How can we form together and help each other? You know, how can we form together and join this and, and unify and let's, and let's just go through our communities and we start fires. We're not going to talk to the little, we ain't gonna talk at the little boys, but let's go talk to the youth. Let's go speak to them. And we gonna stop trying to speak to their mind. Let's go speak to their heart. Let's go make them understand what, why you feel like this. You're not wrong for feeling like that. You know, we, 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 we done been raised, we done been raised, and this is not just in the black culture, this man all over the world, we have been raised that men we are soft if we cry. We soft if we do this. And we, you know, we don't show emotions. If, if you show emotions, if you do that, you're not a man. That makes you a man by showing emotions. That makes you human by showing emotions. Why shouldn't you be able to show emotions? So now, since you're emotionless, now you become heartless. Now you become detached from humanity. You detached from the world. So now it's easy for you to kill me. It's easy for you to kill women because you detach from everything. They have, they have took, they have, they have stripped you the way they stripping Mother Nature right now. We got all these big tornadoes and hurricanes and all this global warming. It's the same thing with men, and this I'm talking about men all all colors. It's the same thing. They we have been stripped from our natural resources. They have been telling us from the time that we was out the womb crawling. Stop crying when you fall. That you a big boy. Don't cry. Don't cry. Don't cry. But this is an emotion. Why do you strip me from that? We don't strip our men from that, you know. And so now, with my with my sons, you know, I have seven sons. So with my sons, I let them. I make them understand it's okay to cry. It's okay to show emotion. When they cry, I put my arm around them and I tell them it's gonna be okay. Daddy love you. It's gonna be all right. You're not soft when you cry. You're not soft because you feel in this type of way. You're not soft. I would rather them cry out to me than go cry out to the world and go do something and hurt somebody or hurt themselves. And it's all because of I made them feel less than a man because I told them men don't supposed to cry. Mm. And that's really what manhood is. Manhood is just about brothers strengthening one another. Let's strengthen each other. And it ain't, I'm not just talking about black people. I'm talking about men in general. Let's strengthen one another. Let's help one another. Let me help you climb this ladder. When I get to the top, I'm going to come back down and push you up. And then I want you to go back down and push somebody else up. And I'm going to go, you, you send them down and push somebody up. And we just keep on doing it. We just keep on doing it. But I can't get the ladder climb up the ladder, then I pull the ladder up and then I stand there by me. Now I'm all on the ladder by myself. I'm all on the hill by myself. And then that's when they say it's lonely at the top. Yep. It's lonely at the top because you forgot to go get somebody. You forgot to go and steal everything somebody done instilled in you. You forgot to go and steal it in somebody else. So you all by yourself. You all alone. You don't know what to do. Only thing you can do is buy cars and clothes <laughs> and all this and all that. Be on Instagram all day because you forgot to go get somebody. You forgot to go be that big brother and go lift up another brother and push, help him get to the top. And that's how I break down manhood, bro. 
Man, I love that. That is so powerful, man, because uh, my mentor, uh, one of my mentors was uh, the middle-aged Italian guy. He was one of my professors at my uh, at a, a private Christian college I used to go to. Okay. And uh, when I was in class, he used to just be like, hey, man, you want to catch, catch up on some coffee? And I'm like, I guess. Like when I first met him, I was like, okay. And we started every two weeks we started meeting at starbucks and we would talk about life and we would start doing life together right not just talking about mm-hmm. it but actually living it um but he used to always tell me you know live life with uh someone that you're that that they're pulling you up and and you're pulling someone else along absolutely 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 you know what I'm saying? so that you always advice. that middle chain yeah yeah that's 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 great advice bro and what you just said what you just said was you know, just not just not talking about life, but you guys was applying these stuff to your life. And see, that's where a lot of our children, a lot of the youth today, we tell them something, but they don't know how to apply this because they don't have nobody to show them how to do this. Like one thing I tell all my mentees, I say, listen, man, I learned this from my mentor. Everything is learnable, teachable, and duplicatable. We're going to get this down. Everything is learnable, teachable, and duplicatable. So what I want, I, what I want you to do, I want you to watch me do it. Then I'm going to see you do it. And then we're going to do it together. But if you just telling me to go do some, you telling me to go do something that I've never done before. So how can I do this? And now, now the child is frustrated. They mad. They want to give up because all you got to do is just be patient, be patient with them. You know, even when they make the mistakes, you still love. Like I just went and got, I just went and got my 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 fifteen year old son from work. He just got fired from his job today, right? Mm-hmm. Like I'm I'm very transparent. Like I, I want the listeners to understand it. Like he just got fired from his job today. So when me and my wife we went and got him from work, you know, I talked to him all the way home. But like I didn't I didn't yell and scream at him. I didn't I didn't I didn't make him feel more bad worse than he already feel. But I made him understand where he went wrong. I had I, I had to make him understand where he went wrong. I had to show him where, 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 you, where this is where you went wrong, son. You shouldn't have never did this. You shouldn't have never did X, Y, and Z. And this was what led up to it, you know? So what I told my son, because this is the second job he's been fired from. So this is what I told him. I said, son, you know what? You have a problem with authority that's not your parent. So it might be best for you to try to find you something that you love, that you want to do, so I can help you get your own business started because you have a problem with authority. Like this is your second job that you've been fired from because you don't want to listen to the people. And, and like I, I explained to him, that's still disrespectful what you're doing. You know, that's disrespectful. You're not listening to you because you got, you got rules everywhere. That's everywhere right. you go in the world, you got rules. But I was explaining to him, I, it's a teachable moment. Now let's teach him. Matt says, you don't want to, since you don't like authority and we see this and I see this as your dad, I could, I could notice this and I see this, I'd be wrong to tell him, go fill out another job application because you're going to get a job. Now I'm wrong for doing this because now I'm just setting him up to fail. No, it's not my job to set you up to fail. So now, son, I need you, when you get in this house, I need you to write down some things that you would like to do. We live in a community full of, it's, it's a lot of elderly people. They cut their own grass. Do you like to cut grass? Do you like to snow blow? 
Do you like to shovel snow? Do you like to do Now, me and my wife, we can help you get these, these tools that you need and get you an LLC and things like that. But one thing I would never let you do is waste my time and waste my money. I don't care about you being my son. Now that. let's figure this out. To, now let's figure this out together. Yep. He said, yeah, dad, I think I like that. I think I'm, I'm going to come up with a plan. Yeah. We can't, we, 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 I, man, because this, 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 this is very, very, like, this is near and dear to my heart because I love children. I like, I, I love to see kids do better. And where we go wrong at, bro, like, we really, we tear our children so down for the mistakes that they make. And we act like that we were never they age, that we never make mistakes. You always have to put yourself in this child's shoes and say, what did you do when you were 15 years old? Mm. What did you do when you were 15 years old? Were you the perfect child when you was 15 years old? How much hello did you cause when you was 15 years old? Mm. So we can never forget that. And a lot of parents forget that. And they just tear the child down. You just tear them down. You get on my nerve. You stupid. You get. I'm, I'm tired of you. I'm never tired of my my kids. Mm-hmm. Tired of my children. Mm-hmm. I, I would never tell one of my children I'm tired of them. I'm tired mm-hmm. of you. Yeah. I would never tell one of my children you get on my nerve. Mm-hmm. That's right. One of them get. One of them God take one of them away or one of them go to jail or something. I wish they could get on my nerve. You know what I'm saying? But but even when they do the, the 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 not so good things that I don't agree with, now it's my job to teach them. It's our job as parents to teach them. And like I told my son, I'm still disappointed in you. Mm-hmm. Don't think I'm not disappointed. I'm disappointed in what you did. I am very disappointed in you. But it's not the end of the world. We're going to bounce back. You know, right. so let me get the phone. Let me go in your room. Let me get the phone up at you. Let me, because you still disrespected this adult, something that me and my wife don't agree with. So let me get the phone up at you. Man, go sit in the room for a couple of days and think about what you did. But while you sitting there, man, come up with a game plan. Mm-hmm. Come up with a game plan. Guess what? He more, he more geeked up about coming up with the game plan. He ain't even thinking about the, the fall and the punishment and all that. Because he, damn them trying to help me get some money. You know what I'm saying? So instead of me breaking them down, I just, I, I, I told him where he went wrong at, but I still built them back up. Yeah, I built them because I know he already feel horrible because yep. he just lost his job. Yep. So, so I'm not finna add on that. Mm-hmm. You get on my nerves and I ain't helping you get find no job no more. I ain't taking you to no more. Why would I do that? Right. You go in the room and hang yourself or something. Man, my daddy don't, my mom and dad don't love me. You know, he go somewhere and go kill himself or something. And then we saying, well, what did he do that for? Then he got the note. We read the letter. Mm-hmm. Y'all hate. I made a mistake and y'all just hate me. Mm-hmm. You know? So mm-hmm. that's what we got to start doing with our youth, man, with our children, man. We just got to love them. Love them, man. I'm going to love you through it. I don't care what it is. If you can't read, I'm going to love you till you can. You know, I'm going to love. Like Thomas Edison. A lot of people don't know about Thomas Edison. Man, Thomas Edison. His teacher sent a note home to his mother on his staple to his back and told Thomas Edison, mom, this kid right here is unable to learn. Thomas Edison now. Every, 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 every time you come in your, your house, you use it, Thomas Edison. You feel me? And, that, and that's because the mother, the mother, when, when he asked, when young Thomas asked his mother what the note said, she said, your teacher said, you the smartest little boy in the world. Mm-hmm. 
why would I tell my son that somebody told him he was dumb? Mm. I don't believe that. Yeah. And that's that's right. what we got to be, bro. That's that's what we got to do, man. That's good, man. Because I, I, I remember growing up and being impressionable growing up, you know, in the hood and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, a lot of times the OG, shoot, even my dad, you know, they was like always about chasing women. Get the women, mm-hmm. get the women. Yeah. You know, my, my, I remember my dad told me one time, he was like, man, he was like, why are you not sleeping? Basically, you're saying why I'm not sleeping with as many women as I should be at this age, basically, in mm. so many words. Like, mm. he sat on the porch with me and was like, man, you should be knocking them down like this. Because me personally, I always looked at, and even when I was younger, I looked at sex as like, well, everybody don't deserve a piece of me. That's mm. just the kind. I was like, if you slept with me, it's more of an opportunity. It's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a, a blessing to sleep with me. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So everybody ain't going to have access to me right absolutely but the way i grew up in the hood was i was so impressionable and people was like nah dude you need to be sleeping with everybody and guess what i was convinced that's what you do you go and sleep around with a bunch of people now i'm getting this information from the ogs from my friends and from my dad so i feel this kind of pressure that i shouldn't have to feel you know mm-hmm. but now yeah. i got three little boys i'm like look we gonna we gonna chase purpose not panties you know what I'm saying? Absolutely, man. That's good. That's good. That's we, good. <laughs> we that's gonna good, chase, Yeah, because you know we we teach these kids go go and knock them all. Down. No, man. If I known the stuff that I know now, Wendell, as far as me um, chasing my purpose and not women, do you know how much more further I would be in life if I wasn't chasing oh, women? Absolutely, absolutely. You know? I mean, we all can contest to that, you know. But guess what? It's all part of the journey. It's all part of the journey because, like I said earlier, we if if we never go through anything, how are we gonna get out of anything? We have to go through these things because now, now that you have three sons, I have seven sons. Now we're able to sit them down and we walk them through our mistakes. Yep. We walk them through our mistakes. Like when my like my my children never knew about my life. They never knew about you know the streets and the gangs. They never they never knew about that until they read my book. You know, so once they read the book, they like, wow, you know, and they wanted to know, like, you know, why I never because I never glorified that type of life. That was never the life that I glorified. So when I began to have children, even though I was still in the streets hustling and all that, I sheltered them from that. Mm-hmm. My kids never went to the to the neighborhood schools and they never went on the block with me. They never went to, to the, the guys, kids, birthday parties and none of that. I always wanted to separate them from that. They never seen me smoke a blunt. They never seen me drink alcohol. They never seen none of that. So they might have seen when I came in the house, was I high some? Yeah, I, I was. But they can never say, I seen my daddy smoke that. Yeah. You know, I seen my daddy drink that. Mm-hmm. You know, they just know I come in the house with some food. I'm laughing and giggling. I'm playing with them. Man, what's wrong with daddy? Man, I'm high as a kite. You know what I'm saying? And we playing and we laughing and we doing this and doing that. But I always, that's reason why I never wanted my boys, especially my boys, to ever feel like that was the type of life that they was, they, they had to be like that. Mm-hmm. I want you to be better than me. Yeah. I want you to be way better than I ever was, you know? And so now that they done read the book, we we have nice dialogue and discussions about certain things, you know, and I and I just break it down to them I'm like, man, that's why I do that's why I do this with y'all mm-hmm. because I never want y'all to go down that road because I never had a, a a father, 
never had a father in my life, you know? So it's like with that, and a person might say, that's that's why I don't I don't give men, I don't give men with one and two children a break when they say my baby mama tripping. Let me tell you something. I got 10 biologically, 10. With I share one with my wife, so we got 11 and all, but I got 10 biologically on my own and I've been in their lives since they were born and my oldest 25. So there's no excuses. Yeah. And I I went to court for my oldest son to get custody of him because his mama didn't want me to see him. Mm -hmm. So it's it's, it's certain things like that. I don't, I don't, I'm not going to give you a pass, but at the end of the day, I'm going to show you how to do it. Yeah. If you want to see your child, you really want to see your child, I can show you how to do it. Come on now. Well, you, well, you don't got to argue with the baby mama. You don't got to do none of that. I'm a, you going to have somebody that's going to argue for you. So, but, but guess what? You're going to have to sacrifice some blunt. You're going to have to sacrifice some alcohol. You're going to have to sacrifice some joy because it's going to cost you. <laughs> yeah, right. And then that's when you really know what the mindset of a person is. Mm. When you get to telling them the things that they can't do. Mm. So do you really want to see your son or is that just an excuse you're making why, you, why you're not seeing your son? Man, listen, now you preaching because I I remember going through my divorce because I was married for 14 years, went through a divorce. And I remember uh, I had to pay alimony and child support for a year. And uh, I remember my brother, I was talking, I, I said this on the previous episode, my brother was like, oh, you know, I don't think, <clears throat> he's like, I don't think you had to pay alimony. He's like, that's rich people stuff. I was like, <laughs> Sure enough, I got that letter. They're like, you're going to pay child support and alimony. But guess what? Um, once I relocated, because I remarried, I got full custody of my daughter. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So I really, out of her whole life, I really only spent like probably about a year apart from her when I was going through the divorce. But like you said, if you want to get your kids, you can. You know Absolutely. what I'm saying? Absolutely. And that's, yeah. that's a choice. That, that's a choice. Like you got to make that choice of, what is it that you want? Because I hear a lot of men say that, and you know, and when you when you tell them the sacrifices that they are gonna have to make, mm-hmm. then it's not important no more. It's not important no more because really, you really don't want to see the child, but you wanna you wanna make it seem like it's your baby mama fault. No, it's not your baby mama fault. It's just you really don't want to see the child. So now you get to see you make them look at themselves in the mirror. Now look at yourself in the mirror and see what you're doing wrong. And that's and that's one thing that I do, especially when I mentor grown men. I always say, "Look, I don't, I don't know your I don't know your child's mother, so I want to know what you do wrong. Yeah. What what's your fault? Tell me your fault, and then we can work on your fault." But I don't know your child's mother, though, mm-hmm. you know. And, and and when when you get them, when you make them look at themselves in that mirror, now it, 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 they get they begin to see themselves. Mm-hmm. Like when I was going through marital problems. You know, and I and I and I dropped to my knees and began to pray. And I told God, I said, you know what, Lord, I don't care about what my wife do. Show me what I do. Show me my wrong. And things began to happen and get me, and God began to line things up for the better when I began to fix me. Stop trying to fix her when you got all these issues. You the you the you the one with the issues. You know, God said, I you you is the covenant over your family. It is it's not her. Yep. So when you fix you, I will fix y'all. Come on so, now. Hey man, I had to fix me. But that's that, that's that, that's that, that, that mentor, that mentor to sit me down. And he's not sitting me down to make me feel bad, but he loved me. He's gonna sit me down and say, hey, Wendell, let, let's 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 have this conversation, bro, because this is needed. 
you 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 off the rocker right now. Yep. You tripping? Doing wrong? You you back in these streets? You back out here messing with these women? You back out here doing? You back out here doing that? And then you got to say, you know what, man? You right. Yep. You right. Now I gotta go apologize to my wife. I gotta go apologize to my children. I gotta go do all this. If, if, if I'm the man that she supposed to follow, I have to lead by example. That's right. You know, and that's one thing about our men today, man. They don't, they, they're not an example. Like they don't have, they don't have nothing. They don't, the only person that they look for example is, is the, the rapper or the yeah. basketball player. And yeah. since you don't know him, he's not an example because you only see his, his entertainment side. You don't know him as a person. So that's not a good example to follow. You know, I, I, I'm a director at the Boys and Girls Club, and I'll be hearing all the little girls talk about Nicki Minaj and, 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 and what's the other girl, the mega nostalgia girl, and, yeah. and Cardi B's and all that. But what I always ask them, do you know them ladies have master's degrees and things of that nature? Do y'all know that? Y'all don't know that part about mm -hmm. them. That, that, that entertainment stuff means absolutely nothing. Get to know who they are as real people. Real names, <laughs> yeah. you know they real names and things like that. Understand that they just they just graduated. Megan Thee Stallion just graduated with a with a master's degree. Do you understand that Nicki Minaj put herself? I mean, um, Cardi B put herself through college. Yeah, she may have been stripping, but she did it to get through college, and she graduated with a master's degree. These women are intelligent. They just not the the entertainment part that y'all see. That's just inter, that's for entertainment purposes. And that our children don't have men like us in they in their lives, bro, to break that part down to them. That's they true. don't, they don't, you know how, how long, bro, I thought wrestling was real because I never had a man <laughs> tell me that was not real. Wendell, my heart was broken. I was so hurt, man. I never <laughs> saw wrestling the same. I was like, You're lying. I could I, right. man, that was a tough pill to swallow, bro. <laughs> because we never had nobody to tell us this is all entertainment. That's not real. You think somebody can fly off a rope like that and do that stuff to somebody like that? They ain't going to school for this stuff. So when you find that stuff out, SmackDown don't look the same no more. Like, man, this is not the W Monday Night Raw is not the same no more. Because I just thought that you know when you find out when you 18, 19, 20 years of age and you saying, wow, all this time I've been thinking this was real blood and this was all this and this was like none of this stuff is real. So Imagine what our children deal with every day. Man. This what our this what our babies deal with every day, mm -hmm. and, and, and this is breaks my heart, bro. Like I deal with kids Monday through Friday. I deal with children Monday through Friday, and the, the things that I see is just heartbreaking. Like I be have to walk away and just go pray. Like God, I need you to give me the strength to deal with this little boy when they, you know, little girl. This was Tuesday. Told me like, Mister White, I just don't want to be here no more. I just rather go. Go with Jesus. Mm. Like that crushed me. Mm. Yeah. I have to be the strength for it. Yeah. And tell her, baby girl, you, you, everybody, man, if, if you do that to yourself, you're going to miss out and everybody going to miss you. You're going to make everybody sad. And, uh, and, and, but guess what? When I walked away, I totally understand you, little baby. Nobody, you you don't feel like nobody loves you. Your, your mama done gave you away. You living with the auntie. She treats you any old type of way. She, she want her mama. So what, what is it? I, I would just rather go with Jesus. Man, that's... A 10-year-old child shouldn't even be thinking about nothing like that.
man and and that that shows man you know who knows what's going on behind closed doors because i think i was around 19 when i attempted suicide 19 wow. here it is <clears throat> i'm 19 years old i'm thinking so this is all life is is women work drugs that's it i'm just that's just the cycle that's that's just what i'm gonna be doing at 19 mm. you know mm. And then my mom didn't know until later. So I had to have this conversation with her later. I'm like, yeah, remember that day they rushed me to the hospital? So she was shocked because I'd never really told her what was going on. Wow. You know, but at 19, I'm thinking, looking back now, I'm like, man, I was just a kid. And I ain't even want to be here anymore, let alone a 10 year old, right? Right. But you, you, know? just, you just never know what people are going through, man. So sometimes I'm glad that you took that time to see because I think a lot of times people don't feel seen. Um, so they Yeah, because bro, because we 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 become too busy with doing nothing. Yep. Just too busy doing nothing, you know, and 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 you get in like I I just feel like man, when you deal with children, if, if that's not where your heart at, just leave them where they at. Just that just don't even be a part of it. Because yeah. they fragile. Very, it's already very, they 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 dealing with so much already that things that these children shouldn't even be dealing with. So if you if you don't have the patience, if you don't have the love, just let them be because they don't need somebody else coming in, break tearing them down even more, and they already get because when my kids see me, I'm talking about they lights up, Mister White, Mister White. I'm talking about they run, they hook because yeah. I just love them all. I, I love them like they mine. Mm-hmm. You know, I buy them food, I give them money, I do birthdays and stuff. And listen, man, I I just do it because I know what if this the last dollar this child gets. What if this is the last bag of chips? You know, Valentine's Day coming up, I'm buying all the little girl roses. They might not never get a rose again. When I was working at um the the, the a school in Racine about three, four years ago, it was like 255th grade students, little girls. Man, I went and bought all them roses for, for Valentine's Day. Man, it was so broke. And I'm not saying this to brag, not but it was so, but it was so many little girls, bro. She was, they just was crying. Mm-hmm. They just cried because a lot of them, they, they, they think it to themselves. And I know I might not never get another rose. Yeah. You know, and I'm just, and, and when I'm giving it to them, I'm telling them, you are this flower. Treat yourself the way you're going to treat this flower. Mm. you know and my principal brought me down and he said man you know that was an amazing thing that you did and man the the the, the, the kids their parents been calling up here they everybody want to thank you because i understand I, i'm i'm that child i i used to be that kid like i know how that feels yeah. i know how to feel to come to school dirty and clothes stinking and not up to par and no mama no daddy at the crib you getting up getting yourself ready for school i know how that feels mm. And nobody never took the time out to fix it. Mm. Nobody never tried to make me feel better when, when kids was teasing me and things of that nature. Only thing the teacher would do is yell at the student, but she never came and wrapped her arms around me and said, Wendell, let me tell you something. Don't let nobody stop you from being great. Don't let nobody tell you you defined by the clothes that you wear. They, they never did that. So yeah, you might have you might have you might have told the kid to go write his name on the board, but you 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 still left that burning sensation of me feeling horrible. You never came and put that fire out. Yeah, and we so when that. I leave school, guess what I want to do? I don't even want to come back. Mm-hmm. Yep. So if my if my mom ain't at home tomorrow, I'm even going to school. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So man, bro, that's where we at, man. 
Man, and, and we need that because one a person, a kid can be one word away. Shoot, an adult can be one word away that you speak Absolutely. over somebody's life that can change their whole perception. And that's that's why I love what you do because you always speak in life. You're always positive. And I know we always got, th- you know, we got things going on in our life because believe me, I'm pretty sure uh, as, as much as God is blessing you, the enemy is chasing you too because that's, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because you got a job. mission. You know, I always tell people, I was like, you know, you ain't really got nothing going on in your life. It's probably because the devil, like, "Uh, I got him. I ain't worried about him. That's so true. That's that's so true, bro. Yeah. That's so true. Yeah. So, you know, I know you got a target on your back because you're impacting lives. There's so much stuff that that you said, man. When you you talked about the WWE stuff, man, I I just thought that that was so funny because (laughs) I was just thinking, yeah, wrestling is fake because when we did the Stone Cold Stunner on somebody or we jumped off the bed and tried to do something, we ended up hurting ourselves. It's like, it didn't pan out like it did on wrestling. Absolutely. (laughs) You know, absolutely. And we try to mimic people and thinking in real life, like, oh, I'm going to try to be like this person. And we end up hurting ourselves, right? Trying to be yeah. like Nikki, trying to be like, yeah. you know, absolutely, you know, absolutely. Because I told my daughter something one day, and she never knew. I said, "Look, I said when those artists are wearing those designer clothes and all that other stuff, I said that stuff is given to them. That they just wearing it because they want their brand out there." And my daughter was tripping. She was like, "Really?" I was like, "Yeah." I was like, "So you got people out here going broke, trying to look like somebody." hurting themselves and i'm like those those musicians don't pay for that stuff yeah they they they, and a lot of people don't understand that man and i remember the 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 conversation i had with my children about that and i had that with my children in school about that same thing like man everything rich people don't spend money they they don't that's why they stay rich like they don't (laughs) spend money like everything is given to them everything everything is for a publicity stunt like, man, if you wear this for me, I need you to wear this for me. When you see them on these award shows and they Gucci down, all this stuff is given to them. Wear this for the night. Promote this for me. If you want it, you can have it. If you don't, just thank you for wearing it. We might pay you for even wearing it for us, you know. So it's like, yeah, they 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 don't understand that. But like I, like we've been talking about, bro, it's it's a, it's our job to teach them. Yep. And if we don't know, how do they know? That's right. And then yeah. that's the problem. We we look at men like I'm 41. You say you about to be 45 next month. Mm-hmm. Now you think about the men that if 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 we were continuing in our same our old life at this age, how many men that we were around that had that negative thought process that bro, that we we are really rare species out here. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We one in that hundred. Come on now. So it's like, it's like, as that's why as much as I try to impact people, I wake up with a, I wake up every day and I say, good morning, God. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. What are we doing today? Mm-hmm. What's the plan today? Mm-hmm. Who are we going to impact today? Yeah. Because every day I'm just trying to make somebody better. I just want you to be better. I don't want you to be bitter. I want you to be better. Let's be better. You know, and a lot of people, man, when you look at it, they don't even know where to start better. They don't even know where to start because it just, it's just that weight, man. It's just, and a lot lot of it is just, a lot of it, what I'm seeing now is just people not willing to sacrifice 
they're not willing to sacrifice to give what they want. They're willing to sacrifice to have fun, mm. but they're not willing to sacrifice to really live a peaceful and prosperous life. Mm. You know, you will sacrifice. You will say, man, I'm going to be late on the rent so I can go get these shoes so I can go out. But you won't say, well, I'm going to be late on the rent and start me up an LLC so me and my family can get up out of this. You know, they ain't going to sacrifice for that, but they'll sacrifice the stuff that don't matter. Yep. You know, Stuff so it demands that, 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 that devalue that. Yep. Quick. You yep. know, so. Yeah. And this material world, do we live in? And there's nothing wrong with having nice things, but I get what you're saying. Um, yeah. And I think about what you were saying too about um, with men, because there is a, a scripture, I think it's in Peter, correct me if I'm wrong, but he talks about how um, our prayers not being heard because of the way we're treating our spouse, right? Absolutely. You know, and you're talking about that accountability. And I'm just like, man, we really have to be those those examples to our families and to our spouses um, and living a life of integrity. One of the reasons why I want to have you on the show, because I want people to see that there are men, especially in our community. Right. That's Mm -hmm. really about agents of change. That's really about family. That's really committed to their family to one woman right like I, I i tweeted the other day i said contrary to popular belief you can be committed to one woman <laughs> you can you know you can and and, and, the, and the thing about it is bro and that's so good and, and, and one thing i tell everybody when people ask me like because i have i have i have 10 children by seven different women right mm-hmm. so when people ask me you know how did i change i always tell them like this i didn't change god changed mm-hmm. God changed me because I, I don't have the power to change. I would have never had the power to change. If if if, if I, I would have tried to change on my own, I couldn't have never done it yeah. because I don't have that much power. You know, the, the people don't understand the flesh is a power all by itself and your flesh won't what it won't. It won't what it's used to, you know? So a person like me that started having sex when I was 12, 13, all the way till I got married when I was, I didn't get married till I was 33 years of age. So you just think about all the 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 the, the, the lustful spirits and things of that nature. It, it's going it's going it outpans me being married seven years. You know, so even even right now, because people think when you get saved, like you know, we just don't go through nothing. Let me let me tell you something. Even right now, when I'm having those thoughts and those thoughts come in my head and things of that nature, I always gotta think about God's been too good to me. This ain't got nothing to do with my wife. Yep. This got something to do with God. See, God been too good to me. See, my wife, my wife, I, I can't love my wife more than I love God. Come on now. <laughs> you know, and a lot of people don't understand that. Somebody might listen to this and say, I disagree to that. Well, that that's your opinion. But mm-hmm. I'm just letting you know, God keeps me loving my wife the way I need to love my wife. God keeps me loving my children the way that I, that I need to love my children. Because God is my accountability partner. God keeps me saying, I can't do that because of this. Mm -hmm. I can't do this because I don't want to disappoint God. I can't say this because I don't want to disappoint God. I can't go over here because I don't want to disappoint God. So as long as I keep God first, everything else is going to fall in line. That's right. Everything else else is going (laughs) to benefit off of it, all because I'm saying I cannot disappoint God. And that's how it goes, bro. Like with that, we... We have to have accountability partners. Yes. That is so key. Like, I ha- I need somebody like you. When you see me tripping, then you can hit me and say, Dale, you tripping, bro. What are you doing? 
when, when, when you see something on my Instagram page, my Facebook page that ain't, ain't up to my standards, let me hit, bro. It's like, this, this ain't him. Bro, what's going on? You straight? You good? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That ain't like you. And, and, and I'm supposed to be able to take that with the love and say, man, bro, I really appreciate that, man. I really appreciate you looking out for me, bro. I'm going to erase that. I'm going to take that down. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. Without getting an attitude. Man, who you talking to? That's my yeah, page. Yeah. And I, I, no, he's trying to help me. Mm-hmm. One thing the, the Bible says, God corrects those he loves, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's all accountability is. Yep. I love you so much that I don't want to see you do that. You are better than that. Mm-hmm. Better than that, bro. Why would I let you do that? If I love, if I say that I love you, why would I allow you to do that? Why would I allow you to say, come on, Dale, man, let's go, let's go to the bar, get a cocktail, man. Then man, I got these, I got an old girl now that's gonna side out with you, and we both met. Yeah, right. You know what I'm saying? I'm supposed to be able to say, no, bro, we, we don't we don't do that. Yeah, we don't do that. And, and you're supposed to be able to say, you know what, bro, I appreciate that, man. Yeah. I, re- I really appreciate that, bro. Yeah. No, bro, man, you got a beautiful wife at home. <laughs> Think about mm-hmm. your family. Mm-hmm. Think about all God done brought you through. Why are you going to throw that down the drain? Come on now. And and we should have that accountability. We should. And, and even even if I'm mad at you, even if I'm in a crappy attitude, crappy, I got a crappy attitude, right? Even if I had a ponder on it and call you t- a day or two later and be like, you know what, Dale? You right. Let it me was stop right. Um, Absolutely. And we should be able to have that relationship. And that's something I feel that is lost uh, in today's culture. Man, Wendell, there's so much that I want to <laughs> ask you. We have to do a part two because absolutely, um, absolutely, yeah. There's other questions that I want to ask you. There's so it's so much to you that I feel like you should that that you have to give to the world. Um, but I will say this: I want to uh, set up something with you again, bring you back on. But first, let me acknowledge you uh, for who you are. Uh, first of all, as a man of God. Uh, acknowledge you for being honest about your testimony, for not being shameful of what you've been through um, and and being a voice for the culture, somebody that's really needed in today's time. Um, I want to acknowledge you for being a father, for being a husband, for walking in integrity and for also helping these youth, these uh, young young boys and young girls out here and being an example. Uh, so I just want to acknowledge you for those things because you are needed for today's society because this is one reason why I do what, what I do for because it's people like you out here that even needs that bigger platform or even if it's just one other person that I might know that you might not know that even absolutely you know what I'm saying they hear your story and you never know how you can help that one person you could change mm-hmm. one person whole trajectory just by listening to this podcast so absolutely. I want to uh, acknowledge you for those things man so thank you so much for your time I appreciate everything that you do and continue to uh be that voice man uh crying out in the wilderness right making sure that <laughs> that you touch glory to god bro here. glory to god man god glory to god man i appreciate being on here man this this was this was fun man this was fun no problem wendell let everyone know how they can get the book um your social media handles how they can stay in touch with you because your social media is crazy i'm checking out your instagram i'll be like 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 be dropping gems so let everybody know how they can get the book and your social media handles 
Um, you can get the book, The Devil Thought He Had Me, Volume 1 and 2. You can get it off Amazon or you can order it off my website at WendellWhiteSpeaks.com. That's my website. And you can go on there um, and you can look at me. I got the mentoring um, program. You can sign your kids up for the mentoring program. Um, even if you out of state, we'll do it via through Zoom. And now, uh, man, we can, man, I, I love working with the youth, man. Uh, one thing I, I tell all parents, just make sure, man, that you, we, we don't waste time. Time, time is so valuable. You know, we don't waste time, so don't waste your time. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at Wendell, W underscore 24, the number 24. Or you can uh, follow me on uh, Facebook at Arthur Wendell White. Um, do I got any more social media? Now that's all the social media that I have. But man, just follow me, man. And um, man, every day, man, I try to get on there and just, just do something positive, say something positive, say something to lift you up, you know, say something just make you just make you think, you know, per, um, perspective is everything. And uh, bro, man, I man, I just appreciate you, man. Just know you and your family and my prayers tonight, man. And I pray that God continue to open up doors for you that no man can ever close, and He's gonna close doors that no man can ever open. And man, I speak, I speak nothing but man, blessings upon blessings over your life. I speak longevity, uh, prosperity, man. I speak health, wealth, all this over you and your family's life, man. God continue to touch you, raise you, and bless you. And uh, just man, put man, somebody's talking about you right now in a room that you don't even know, man. And I'm speaking that over your life right now, man. So man, we gonna bless um Brave Heart um podcast gonna be one of the biggest podcasts in the world not the country but in the world Amen. and we're speaking those things we're going to speak those things as not as, as they be as they were so man god you get the glory out of what he's doing mm. and um continue to just give him strength when he's weak and build him in his family up where they mostly torn down and yo in jesus name amen god just do your amen. do your thing for him god do your thing for him Amen. Amen. I appreciate that, Wendell. Thank you so much for your time. Brave Arts community, you heard it here. Make sure you go get the book. It will bless your life. Uh, make sure you follow Wendell on social media. Also, don't forget to hit the subscribe button. If you are listening to this via podcast, make sure that you share this uh, episode with a friend, someone who might need to hear this um, and leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. And don't forget to hit the subscribe button if you are watching this on YouTube. Uh, leave a comment below. Let me know what you thought about today's episode with author Wendell White. I appreciate you. Thank you so much, Bravehearts community. This is Sean Heineman with another segment of A Scary Terry Mary with special guests, Wendell. Wendell White. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, <laughs> sir. Man. Appreciate yes, sir. it. Yes, Brave Hearts community. Take care. <laughs>